The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome in to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to discuss the Broncos First week of free agent, their first wave, if you will, of new free agents, including some trades, how the Denver Broncos did, and we'll put a letter grade on what the Denver Broncos have done so far and what positions do they need to be working on. So that all coming up today on the podcast. But first, our friends, I tell you what, we want to support our friends over there at the Blake Street Tavern today on the podcast because, you know, of course, the coronavirus has very much been the story of all, well, the world, and it is putting a real hurting on local businesses. And one of these businesses that is trying to adapt and change a little bit is the Blake Street Tavern. It's the best sports bar with the best sports bar food in town. I tell you, Chris does a great job. Chris Fusley with the uh, the sports bar, and they do have takeout, and they do have the ability to sell you alcohol. So there is a lot of stuff available, including those great pretzels and nachos that I absolutely love. You go on down there and, and check it out and bring it to for takeout, and man, you can have yourself some Blake Street Tavern at home. So supporting our local businesses uh, during this coronavirus era, our friends over there at the Blake Street Tavern. You can check them out on the web. Of course, just Google Blake Street Tavern and you'll find their social media uh, all over the place as well, too. Very active on Twitter as well. So big shout out to our friends at Blake Street Tavern and Chris Fusilay. Uh, I want to talk about, let's start with the letter grades for the Denver Broncos because, you know, this Broncos team, they have done a lot in free agency. And let's, let's actually back up just a little bit more. Let's start with a recap of what they have done. Now, of course, their big first signing was Graham Glasgow. That was the four-year, $44 million deal for the guard-slash-center to shore up the interior line. Of course, their next big splash was Melvin Gordon, the running back. Two years, $16 million, 13.5 of that is guaranteed. They do sign Nick Vanett over the weekend, two-year deal, a little over five in change. And then, of course, Jeff Driscoll going to be the QB2 for the Denver Broncos, the backup to Drew Locke, two years. million. The Denver Broncos, of course, also make two major trades. And, well, I I should say three, as they did acquire a draft pick for Andy Janovich, although I think that not many people are going to mark that, per se, as one of the major trades, as opposed to Jarrell Casey coming over from the Titans and A.J. Boye coming over from the Jaguars. So when you think of it, the Denver Broncos, you start to look around at who's a starter, who's a not, and they all are. Outside of maybe Nick Vanett, uh, Graham Glasgow going to be starting on the offensive line. Jarrell Casey going to be starting on the defensive line. You got your CB1 in A.J. Boye, and Melvin Gordon is arguably going to be the lead back next to Phillip Lindsay, if not take more carries from Phillip Lindsay as they start to change the offense a little bit. And you start to look at these uh, pickups and you say, okay, well, if you picked up four starters of your six um 
acquisitions, if you will, I think you're doing pretty darn good. And that's where I'm going to put this letter grade as a B plus. I think Denver's done a fine job so far. And you start to think about what they've also done when it comes to retaining players in Justin Simmons, Devontae Bosby. These are players that are going to be very, very effective then, particularly in a weakness. Uh, well, maybe not so much the safety position with Justin Simmons, but you get the point kind of going back to that secondary in the cornerbacks. It's a reason why they acquired A.J. Boye. There's a reason why they brought back Devontae Bosby because they are weak at that position, and they're certainly going to shore those up. So if you're going to add those in, maybe even put it as an A-, minus. but certainly for me right now, I'm going to put it at a B plus because, boy, they have done a great job in scouting um, and, and setting themselves up for the draft. But uh, finding guys who are not going to break the bank, you know, and again, you know, you start to look at these deals, you know, Graham Glasgow's not the Jawan James, you know, uh, Melvin Gordon was not a absolute break the bank deal at 13 and a half guaranteed, you know, many people think over two years, that's a high number. Um, but you know, if, if you get a guy whose production is through the roof at the running back position, and again, builds around Drew Locke, you're not going to care about those numbers. You know, if Melvin Gordon's got a thousand plus total yards next year, you're not going to care about that contract. You're going to say, man, that was a terrific pickup because that helped the offense in Drew Locke. And certainly that is what the Denver Broncos are going to be doing moving forward. Now, they got a little bit of money left, but still, regardless, there's going to be a lot of a focus shifting now towards the draft. But I do want to get to your responses as uh, you put a letter grade on Twitter. And I asked you uh, on at, on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio, that's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter, what you would give the Denver Broncos uh, letter grade-wise. And I should note, this just coming in, uh, well, yesterday at least, at least, so maybe it doesn't have the inclusion of the letter grades as much, but of course they did come to a one-year deal with uh, Jeremiah Atachu as well, too. Uh, so the outside linebacker as well coming back with Denver. Uh, but back to those letter grades, the first week of free agency, how would you grade these Denver Broncos and the acquisition? And 62%, 62.5% say B. Uh, gave you the option of A or better, B, C, or D, or worse. And on Twitter, B is the number one answer. A or better is your number two answer. So they're very, there's a very clear 84% lean for the Broncos with a B or better, which is a, a very high grade from fans. Uh, 11% say D, uh, excuse me, 11% say C, 4% say D. So certainly going to be interesting uh, where the actual production comes from, though, because, again, it's one thing to have a nice free agency, but, you know, talk is talk. Got to walk the walk as well, too, so we'll see what kind of production they do get from those players. Uh, Conan Jory on Twitter says, I give it an A. I'm happy we paid guys with Pro Bowls. Would give it an A-plus if we found a better inside linebacker to start for Davis, but if we draft one early, I would absolutely love this offseason. Uh, the Denver Broncos have a couple positions that they're still going to be looking at. And certainly, look, linebacker's going to be one of them. I think defensive line uh, is going to be one of them as well. And two, and you, you really could argue that it may be a, a case of best player available, not including a safety, if you're the Denver Broncos, because they also could be looking at corner depth. So at all three levels, the Denver Broncos certainly are going to be looking for help. Now, let's talk about the offense building around Drew Locke. I got a certain name in mind. And we got a poll question out on which wide receiver 
you would like to see in Denver. That's next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends, well, in support, if you will, of our friends at Blake Street Tavern. Of course, you can check them out on the web and on social media. It's the best sports bar with the best sports bar food in town. Our friends over there at Blake Street Tavern, of course, during this coronavirus situation, they still have takeout serving alcohol. So go on over there, grab some of that great fare as the, the burgers, the pretzels, as I say all the time. The pretzels are just tremendous. Go on over there to the Blake Street Tavern. Over there uh, on Blake Street, 23rd and Blake. There's a poll question out on Twitter, at Ron and K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio, on Twitter, where it's your choice. You are on the clock. You're picking for the Denver Broncos, and these four names are available. Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, C.D. Lamb, and Justin Jefferson. Who do you want? Number one answer by, well, quite a bit. 44% say Henry Ruggs. Almost 50% of you want the speedster, of course, who can extend the field, well, really pop the top off a of defense, and did so for many, many years in college. Number two answer is Jerry Judy, 30% of the vote. CeeDee Lamb, 21%, and only 3% to Justin Jefferson. Some of your comments also from Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Josh on Twitter says all the rug voters are blinded by the speed. Lamb and Judy are the best of the bunch. Uh, Andrew says Judy and Lamb had a way more production. Coop says I like rugs, but for me, if Judy is on the board, I'm taking him. Steven on Twitter says I like Lamb all day. I love Judy also, but Lamb is my draft crush with Mims at wide receiver. Uh, Conan Jory is back also on Twitter. Getting a lot of love today on the podcast. Lamb for myself is what Conan says. Love his body control in the air. McEwen says, I must be the only person that doesn't want wide receiver. F15, we'll talk about that in a second. Denver Greg says, T Higgins and Steve says, Lamb will be the best of the group. Just don't see him there at 15. My personal thought on this is very, very clear. I have been very high on one particular name in this draft, and I'm not saying, okay, and I want this to make be very clear because I know there's going to be people out there in the comments that are going to be like, oh, he obviously doesn't love Henry Ruggs. Jerry Judy is the best wide receiver in this draft, and it's not, well, I won't say that. It is close, but he is the best wide receiver, point blank period. This is a guy who... Coming out of the Super Bowl, coming out of the bowl games, this was the best wide receiver on the board, and and, and honestly, it wasn't close. Uh, everybody else was towards the later first round. It was Jerry Judy who was going to be the top wide receiver picked. Jerry Judy doesn't have that blazing speed, but he's this all-around wide receiver, a guy whose speed is is good enough in, in the four fives, uh, dipping into the low four fours. And this is a guy who is is going to be able to make all the plays, but maybe more importantly, Jerry Judy, route running wise, is so polished. And I'm not saying the other guys aren't, but my goodness, Jerry Judy. I've talked to many scouts. This may be the best route runner coming out of college that many of them have ever seen. Talk to some 20-plus-year scouts of some other NFL teams. They said, Jerry, Judy, if wide receiver was their need, is the number one guy not close. Now, since then, 
there, of course, has been the NFL Combine, the Senior Bowl, some pro days where Henry Ruggs has showed off that speed and the opportunity of like, hey, I'm a, I'm a guy who can really pop the top off a of defense, and if you're an NFL team looking for your next Tyreek Hill, at least player-wise, uh, on the field, I'm pretty darn good. And yeah, he is. And I tell you what, if you're Denver and you get either one of these two, I think you were ecstatic. But I want Jerry Judy. I want the complete wide receiver, and I want the guy who can not only take the top off the defense but can run those shallow routes, clean, crisp, curl routes. I mean, I, everything Jerry Judy does is what you want in an NFL wide receiver, but yet there's kind of this unfavorable momentum because of the blazing speed that Henry Ruggs showed that's in the four twos. And so, you know, I got it. I understand, and speed kills, certainly. But look, Jerry Judy, a complete wide receiver, if you asked me, Hey, could you have, um, you know, Julio Jones or Tyreek Hill? I'm taking Julio Jones. I want the more complete wide receiver who can not only win jump balls, but win uh, deep balls as well as the short intermediate routes as well, too. It's Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Blake Street Tavern in support of our friends at Blake Street Tavern, of course. 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. All right, let's head on over to our Twitter again to where we uh, check out some of your responses to some of the other positions that you may be looking at. Now, of course, look, Denver is going to be potentially in line to uh, take some solid players. And, you know, we, we had that one response uh, on Twitter that talked about how I may not be the only person who wants a wide receiver. Uh, that response coming in from uh, C. McEwen. And, you know, there are a lot of people who have the desire of taking potentially an offensive lineman. And look, I think the fatigue of Garrett Bowles, very understandably, is getting to people. The, the idea that they just don't want to see 72 on the field anymore. I get it. But you also have to look at this situation that Denver is in and what they've set themselves up to do is... Uh, look, unless you got a top flight talent there coming in, I just don't see any reason why you would want, you know, uh, an offensive lineman that high, uh, if you're taking a reach, you know, a, a Tristan Wirfs is not going to make it to Denver. A Andrew Thomas highly unlikely is going to make it to Denver. Now, if one of those two do, then all of a sudden we have a different discussion, but after those two, and those are the two I really hold high in this draft, I, I really don't, I think the needle sways the other way where you start to talk about wide receivers. So uh, reaching for other wide receivers, uh, other left tackles, right tackles, I, I just don't think it's where Denver needs to be right now. Now, certainly, look, if this is a Denver team that scouts a, a certain player and, and absolutely falls in love with them, then yeah, you know, they, I as I've always said, the the most important thing for this and this this NFL draft for Denver is they need to select quality over quantity. You know how they always had every single year. There's always a, a phrase that they grasp to. You know, uh, for some reason it was juice. Back with Vance Joseph. You know, we're gonna add juice. We're gonna we're gonna inject some juice in the offense. You know, and then with Vance jo uh, with Vic Fangio, it was death by inches. You know. It was death by inches. We wanted to make sure that uh, you know we we don't kill ourselves. And I get it. Here's my here's my little phrase. My phrase is quality over quantity. Okay. If you do believe, and and let's just say, and look, uh, 
a, a, a Jedrick Wills is probably not going to fall to Denver, but let's just say if you find what f- something in Wills that just absolutely blows your mind, and he is your franchise left tackle for the next 10 years, and you believe that, go up and get him. Um, don't be afraid to trade up. You know, I think this is a Denver team that at this point needs to start looking at the draft with uh, less darts and a bigger dartboard versus nine darts, many darts, and a smaller uh, dartboard, if that makes sense. The reason being is because, you know, you have an opportunity and particularly look to, to parlay it over with free agency. We just talked about free agency and how many starters they picked up. And if you have the opportunity to go get two starters, three starters in this draft right away, day one, who could really contribute, boy, that's where I want to be if you're the Denver Broncos, because you're starting to solidify some of these positions that have been shored up. They shored up the defensive line with Jarrell Casey. They shored up the offensive line with Graham Glasgow and uh, uh, shored up the, the corner room with A.J. Boye. But if you can go another next step further and find a potential starter, that's where I want to be, you know, and, and maybe even particularly on that defensive side at cornerback where you have not seen anything. Out of Bryce Callahan. I mean, outside of one pass breakup on a training camp, I haven't seen anything from him. And so I think you're going to be really hard-pressed if you're Denver to just look at the corner room and say, you know, we're fine there. We're, we're totally okay. We can move on without it. I think there certainly is going to be a, at least a somewhat of a focus to try to upgrade. And then on the flip side of things, look, you haven't done anything at wide receiver too. So you got to keep that in mind. But you also have to know too that this wide receiver draft is very, very deep as well too. You know, Is this a wide receiver draft where maybe you do pass up on Henry Ruggs, but you also find a starter in T. Higgins? You know, maybe a little bit later in the first round into the second round. Maybe it's a LaVisca Chenault. I don't know. I, I Certainly, I, I think this is where you've got to trust your scouting team and you've got to figure out who are those guys who can give us instant impact because we have seen it in the NFL. And I know people laugh at me on the radio show, and I talk about this all the time. This is a Denver team that can turn this thing around very, very quickly. This is a team that, that had four individual plays individual plays go a different way and they're 11 win team. And so if this is a, uh, you know, Denver team that, and again, I'm not trying to tell you that they're an 11 win team this year. What I am trying to tell you is that they're close is that that's how close they are. The margin between seven and 11 wins is four plays. And that was last year's roster. Now you're talking about another year for Drew Locke. You're talking about another year uh, for this defense to start to gel under Vic Fangio's watch. You're talking about a new offense that, quite frankly, I think is going to be miles better than what Rich Gangarello uh, proposed and tried to execute. Everybody who listens to the podcast knows that I was not a Rich Gangarello fan. So if you start to put all that together, and then you start to inject all these starters, Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boye, and uh, on the defensive line, offensive line, Graham Glasgow, and then you have some rookies coming in, and maybe you got an explosive one at wide receiver. All of a sudden, you're starting to think, wow, this team could win 10 games next year. You know, you add in a Melvin Gordon, and, and things can change very, very quickly. Now, certainly, I will admit, 
the first thing that, that really is important to this Denver team and really everything hinges on is Drew Locke. They will go as Drew Locke goes. If he is a productive and tremendous quarterback, the Denver Broncos are going to win a lot of games. If he is poor in throwing interceptions, they're going to lose a lot of games. It's as simple as that. It's the reason why the quarterbacks get the most criticism and, of course, the most praise as well as the most money and their careers can be very, very short as well, too. So, uh, look, this is a Denver team that they've got some opportunities to make some serious runs here uh, in the future if they can put this thing together and Drew Locke is the real deal because you start to talk about that offensive core. Let's just say they pick up a wide receiver at 15 or they trade up or wherever. They pick up a first-round uh, wide receiver. You're talking about a Philip Lindsay under the age of 25. You're talking about Drew Locke under the age of 25. You're talking about the rookie wide receiver at the under, under the age of 25. You're talking about Noah Fant under the age of 25. Dalton Reisner and some new pieces on the offensive line. And now you're looking at it like, oh my gosh, this is our core. This is our core on offense. And they're going to ball out on offense. And then Vic Fangio is going to scheme up defense that every single year should be at least in the top half of the field because that's his specialty. And now all of a sudden you're putting together a well-balanced team that may be looking at making a run uh, in the in the uh, playoffs. We will see. Again, things change in the NFL very, very quickly. Just ask the Chicago Bears. The Bears went from worst to first and then back to worst in like a span of four years. <laughs> Things change in the NFL for better and for worse very, very quickly. So, uh, in the end, so far, first wave of free agents between Graham Glasgow, A.J. Boye, Jarrell Casey, Melvin Gordon, Jeff Driscoll, Jeremiah Atachu. Did I miss anybody in that list? I think I got everybody. I'm going to go B+. Plus. B+, plus and, and oh, borderline A. I think they've done a really, really great job with this team. And they, they haven't overspent for anybody outside of maybe Melvin Gordon. But certainly, look, uh, this is a team that wanted to add a big-time player. And with the Denver Broncos, uh, also some restructuring with contracts. Uh, Bryce Callahan, uh, you know, the, the, there's going to be a lot of um, opportunities for Denver to still go shopping. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be the, look, the break the bank that, that people are looking for. That that That's over. That's over with. The Denver Broncos are more now into phase two of free agency, which are starting to look for those value picks, see who's still available, and then maybe more importantly, you know, look at the opportunity of bringing back some guys who maybe you thought otherwise weren't going to be available. And I'm looking at Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf Now, we're starting to get to the point in the market where the demand is going down, um, and so thus the supply's value is going to plummet. And I don't know if the Shelby Harris's and Derek Wolf's of the world are going to get what they thought. Now, I do think they're going to get some interest. They're going to get. They're going to find some interest around the league, no doubt. Great players. But if you're a Derek Wolf and you have the opportunity to take $7 million somewhere else and maybe $5 million here, you know, where do you value staying home uh, with your family, uh, you know, in a place where you grew up, you were born, you know, you were born and raised in your NFL world, at least, here in Denver, a new child, and, and you're still getting paid $5 million. That's a solid number. I don't think Denver's going to be able to afford anything much more than that, and I'm not even sure $5 million is going to make it uh, when it comes to Derek Wolf. They're starting to run out of money, and don't forget they got to save some cash for the NFL rookies as well, too. 
But if you're Derek Wolf, do you consider that? Because if you start to look at the idea of adding one more option on the on the defensive line, particularly, and those are the two names I brought up, you're now improving the defensive line. Uh, you're now talking to uh, talking about hey, uh, Mike Purcell's coming back, Derek Wolf's coming back, and then Jarrell Casey, a direct upgrade from Shelby Harris. I love Shelby Harris, but Jarrell Casey, and I tell you what. Denver fans are gonna like Jarrell Casey. <laughs> I have a sense that uh, you're gonna you're gonna see Jarrell Casey's name in the backfield of opposing offenses a lot this year. This is a dynamic playmaker who can really do some damage on defense, and I think under the Vic Fangio scheme, he's even gonna uh, really take it to the next level and potentially could be a Pro Bowl lineman next year. We will see. Uh, I want to uh, finish this one with uh, a little bit of uh, IG Live action. Uh, Bradley Chubb has uh, is, is doing an Instagram Live and has some comments uh, from his stream. As of course, we're in quarantine. The coronavirus is affecting everybody. It doesn't matter if it's a, a dimpy podcaster like me or a professional football player. Uh, Bradley Chubb answering fans' questions on Broncos' uh, Instagram says his knee is doing great. He's been rehabbing at the facility every day with a trainer, uh, does not have an idea of where the Broncos will pick at number 15, and yes, he does believe Drew Locke is ready to absolutely go off. So it's going to be fun to watch what these Broncos players have to say about their new quarterback as uh, you know, I assume there's going to be times, potentially right after the draft, where Drew Locke starts to get these guys together and hopefully does some throwing sessions. And we really start to see the kid mature and into a, a really terrific quarterback that uh, hopefully the fans are wanting here in Denver and at least at least I think can be in the NFL. So, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ron and K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter, where, of course, we have archives of the podcast. And, hey, if you like the podcast, if you like what we do, support the people who really need the support this time of year in this coronavirus situation and support local restaurants. And the one we've picked today is Blake Street Tavern. And uh, Chris Fusilay does a tremendous job with the bar. I tell you all the time, I go get, grab the burgers, a great beer after a Rockies game right across the field from Coors Field. And then, of course, uh, you know, the pretzels. <laughs> the pretzels are to die for, man. They are so good. So go on over there and support Chris and our friends at Blake Street Tavern, 23rd and Blake. Great place, best sports bar with the best sports bar food in town. If you like the podcast, give us five stars on the many individual places that you can find this podcast. And, of course, that's at Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and MileHighSports.com. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. If you got more feedback, leave it to me. Hey, send me a message. I'll give you a shout-out on the next podcast, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio. On Twitter, where we're all done for the podcast. Again, find it at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.